3: 25 minutes it looked like the week on the training ground, which Graham Cochlin had been praying for had worked wonders: better football, better attitude, improved approach, and two very well-worked goals. But watching Mansfield Town is never that simple. And one moment of misconcentration and static behaviour ultimately cost the stags everything. From tunal up and comfortable, Mansfield found themselves on the ropes eventually bringing it out on the wrong end of a dramatic 4-3 scoreline. Keeper Bobby Alechnik likened it to hitting rock bottom and with in-form Plymouth up next, the Stags really have got a long way to go to turn this season on its head in every sense of the word. This week on the Mansfield Matters podcast, Nathan is still chasing a suntan, so Cam and I will relive the drama asking if we really have hit rock bottom chatting all things transfers with two players that we know of told to move on. Plus, as always, we'll have your comments in the live feed and head inside the dressing room with Graham Coughlin, Bobby Lejnik and everybody's favourite anagram, Danny Rose, aka Randy Wands.
4: I did say to the players yesterday, was I, was I it uh, a little bit harsh in my assessment straight after the game? Was my emotions raw? Because I thought that was the best 45 minutes uh, they've, they've played. Some of them said this season, but I'm only... Yeah, counting the last six games, and i thought that was the best 45, 49 minutes. If you want to want to count the four minutes of injury time as well, so I was really, really pleased with how they went about their work on Saturday, and it's the way I'd like to take the club forward. It's the way I'd like to take the group forward.
2: We've obviously had success here, and that's probably what's most frustrating. Over the last few seasons, we've had really good success, and you know the core of the squad is still the same, and yet we're not really, it's not really happening for us, and that's really what's frustrating at the moment. You know, we've obviously got to tighten up. I mean, that, that's that's the obvious one. You know, you've, you've con- we've conceded quite a few goals recently, and it's frustrating from from the parcel standpoint because you, you want to be keeping clean sheets
1: I'm not saying the training wasn't as tough before but it, it's, it's tougher now we're playing catch-up so it's, we're trying to squeeze in um, fitness into a small amount of space do you know what I mean so it, it is tough but we always knew it was going to be tough because we're playing catch-up with the rest of the teams This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast let's get the
3: show on the road It it did feel like the corner was about to be turned. But ultimately, Mansfield did what Mansfield do best. Took themselves into the dressing room a little bit too early. Switched off. And lo and behold, allowed Forest Green to score. And at that moment, ultimately win the game. Yes, even at 2-1 in the lead, after Forest Green scored that goal to get themselves back into the game at the One Course Stadium on Saturday, I felt like Forest Green would go on and win. And lo and behold, they did. Dramatic it was. But even so, they still achieved something which they should never have been allowed to do. It's not been a great start to 2020 so far for Mansfield. But as they head to Plymouth on my birthday, can they make it a happy one or will it be a long and sombre drive home? Let's hope it's the former. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans by the fans. A very good evening to you all watching on the live stream and good morning, good afternoon. Good evening, good midnight, good whatever time it is when you're listening to this in the audio version. Come and join us every Thursday at 6.30, the verse you heard there was, of course, Mr Cam Felton, who is the only man alongside me tonight as Nathan, as I said in the intro, is still uh, sunning himself on his holiday. He will be back with us uh, next week to make uh, this duo a trio. Right then, Cam, let's get straight into it. Defeat at home to Forest Green after 40 minutes or so you wouldn't have seen that coming would you no
5: we were actually looking alright, but it's mansfield slight lapse in concentration and then we lose momentum and ultimately it's like driving a car and we've just stalled and stalled and stalled
3: and stalled and 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 not going well you're learning to drive at the minute is that why you've got the car
5: references (laughs) in
3: there fair play uh, I, try,
5: I tried to sum it up without swearing because it's getting to the point where it's just game after game after game after game of the same sloppy
3: mistakes yeah it's getting it's, it's getting very annoying isn't it you could have used the bell you didn't, just know imagination true comes from watching the stakes. as always have your say uh, in the comments uh, throughout tonight's uh, live show love to hear from you as always um, Mark says, "Good evening. The manager has started to name his players to go, but who do you feel should also go? Yeah, let's start uh, by talking about that. Obviously, uh, the Forest Green game saw a few changes uh, to the lineup and some interesting comments as well. Seems so like now Graham Cochrane starts to do a bit more of a pre-match uh, thing before before the uh, games, two uh, games in a row where he's done a, a bit of a, a pre-match um, comment. The one on Saturday was." Excuse me, very, very interesting indeed. Obviously, named his side. Excluded from that side were Christian Pearce and Jacob Mellis. With Cochran saying that those uh, two players in particular have been told they are free to seek new challenges elsewhere and go if any other teams come in for them. Captain is Christian Pearce. Uh, Graham Cochran has confirmed that he is still the captain whilst he's at the club, the club captain. Uh, when he doesn't play, Ryan Sweeney would take the armband, and if uh, Pearce was to uh, to go, Sweeney would then. Uh, step up but club captain Tony can leave that must have some effect in the dressing room, Is was that perhaps in the forefront of Graham Coughlin's mind when he made that decision? Quite possibly and I think
5: the telling thing on Saturday is that we've, he's pr- well, near enough ousted our captain and now we're lacking seriously lacking leadership on the pitch as proven in that second half performance, he's got to be playing some sort of mind trick somewhere whether it's uh, trying to just stamp his authority on the team, like, oh, this is my team, nobody's, just, nobody's irreplaceable, um, anyone can go, anyone can come in. And I, it's, a, it's a weird one. Nobody expected it at all, and especially with two of the, the more consistent performers at the club over the last few
3: years, you'd say, anyway. I wouldn't agree with the Jacob. Well, I mean. One, but I'd, I'd, if, <laughs> if the word was inconsistent, get I'd, what I'd I mean? probably, probably agree. I, I know what you're saying. Um, to be fair, I think... The whole thing with with Pierce is an interesting situation because you know as a manager or as a coach you do look to your senior players, your captains as people who can shape the dressing room and if you look back over you know the history of uh, Pierce being here Murray, uh, Evans Flitcroft, Dempster and now Coughlan, managers there who he's not really performed for in terms of being the leader that we want him to be yeah last year fantastic, you know, motivated us and inspired us to to go on and and push on, but those games towards the back end of the season where we started to trail off, that's where you needed him to, uh, to step in, to step up and To lead the side. Same again this year as results keep going against us. We have misfortune here, misfortune there, injuries, suspensions. You do look for your captain. The blame's not entirely at his door, of course. But naturally, as leader, that would have been one of the first things which Graham Cochran looked at. Why isn't my captain or why hasn't my captain got hold of this dressing room? Why isn't my captain shaking the pack enough to get a reaction? To sum it up, it's just weird. I can't...
5: Trying to put it into words It seems to be impossible Because we don't really know What's gone off Because there could be something Behind the scenes That's been said Or whatever It just Completely out of the blue And yeah We've been lacking In leadership But We've we've seen games Where he has been injured And Ryan Sweeney Stepped up to the plate We've done alright And then obviously He's gone out injured And now we're back To square one again Do you think it's just We're now At that point Where we do need a change um, Obviously Chief's been here with us what five five years now five seasons yeah. alongside Mal and CJ, and it's a long time. And I think as players are starting to get older and older, I think it's now that we need someone younger, someone newer. And I think if Swedes is fit, then we'll do all right. We got a bit of a reaction out of it out of the team. I think
3: what games were they captain for? I think it might have He's been, been Northampton the, the last I think. Four or five that he's played and Pierce hasn't. I think he, he was captain in the last game before uh, the last couple of games before Dempster went. Yeah, it was taken off Mal Balin and given to Sweeney when Pierce was out. So he's probably had a couple of months of it now. So uh, it was a bit
5: of an upturn, and we actually got other than Bradford. I think he came off injured. At yeah, the he Bradford did. Game. Yeah, he well off injured. yet. Yeah. So fair enough, we got hammered by Cheltenham, but an all right draw at Crewe draw with Northampton, draw with Port Vale so up turning form he gets injured for the Bradford game and we lose I think it just shows that the tides, tide's shifted now and it's more like ooh, is, is chief really are number one now, everything seems to be changing, CJ's questionable now as well, someone that you'd expect to be performing, Danny Rose another one that you'd expect to perform isn't now, it's the older players that seem to be shifting away from the centre of our squad.
3: Very interesting as well that Coughlin has said if Pierce does move on Sweeney will ultimately step up but uh, he was also he, he played down an appointment of a new captain because I think personally that's something which he's looking to bring in and you know we know the general transfer window is very very frustrating, it takes a lot of time to get the right players because agents and players are all battling for money and uh, for deals and things like that. But bringing in a defender, an experienced defender in this window has to be at the very, very top of this list in terms of being a leader on the pitch, in terms of tightening that defence up because it is that area which is absolutely letting us down at the minute.
5: That's got to be the number also looking a little bit sparse in players. Yeah. You think... Um who oh, was the used team player that were playing in pre Noah Stokes. Yeah. Doing alright. Got injured. Gibbo, another one.
3: Is he injured or is he out on loan? He went out on I don't know where he is now. I think he might still be out on loan. Injured.
5: I can't remember. I, th- I think at some point every nearly every defender in our, our team's been injured and now we're back to playing literally, I don't, playing a centre-back on the on the bench at all?
3: No. Hayden White was the It's <laughs> either White or Clark but we know Hayden White can play centre-back, but...
5: So we're still, even right. if we don't bring someone in, we're, we're going to be struggling on
3: numbers. So. And Hayden White, of course, is not anywhere near the, the levels where he wants to be in terms of fitness. Oh, Hayden no, right I think either. that's
5: just getting tired, though, because it's only yeah. been recently, and then he got, obviously got injured again. and it, It's unlucky. Same with Callan Gordon, another one that we has done well when he has played. Yeah. But just injuries, it just seems that everything's come at the wrong time, having Gordon and White out at the same time. Plus Preston getting suspended every week three, every two, week. three weeks every week. A right side centre back. So that right side we've struggled with, so it's a little been a, a bit of a patch up job so far this season. But let's hope that we get some lads back and hopefully we'll make some good additions and I
3: might just about see the season out. Going to be uh, Baby. <laughs> stuttering along as always. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Couple of comments on uh, Pierce. Paul says Pierce has been brilliant for us, but this season he has been found he's, has been found wanting. Um, not the same player anymore. Think he can uh, regain form, but not with uh, but not with us. One feels. Uh, Roy says hi, boys. Pierce is a good player, but he's no captain. I said this last season, but something must have happened uh, behind closed doors. As always, you want your captain to. Try and come in and shake the dressing room up. Talking about uh, Saturday, obviously 4 uh, 3 defeat at home to Forest Green Rovers. Gary says, I think the 2 flat, 0 uh, flattered us uh, at 40 minutes and could see Forest Green were technically a better team. Uh, three good saves by Bobby O kept us in it first off. Absolutely. Let's talk about Alejnik's uh, performance. He was one of the changes at Cal on Saturday. Uh, another thing which Cochran said pre match, he wants the keeper to come in. Uh, And challenge for that number one spot interesting that Aidan Stone was brought on the bench uh, as well and it wasn't just uh, a like for like change, Logan still out with the the warm up but uh, since his um, forced move some might say into the coaching, the backroom staff uh, under John Dempster, his focus on playing has not quite been there so I think a goalkeeper will be uh, one we're looking at uh, as well, if not in the in this window, certainly in the summer. But let's talk Alesznik. um I've always rated him over Logan. We've always had this discussion on this uh, this podcast. Uh, the unfortunate thing for him and for any keeper is obviously we, we're losing games uh, and and shipping goals as well. Um, but some of the saves you're making when we, you know gave us a real hope because for it, we got that one 0 lead, we deserved it. We started brightly on the front foot with. Uh, with aggression, with anticipation in that different uh, tweaked formation a, a little bit and we looked bright and we, we deserved the lead we allowed Forest Green back into the game a little bit they are a good press inside; they, they're up there for a reason Mark Cooper is a fantastic manager and, and really does well with teams once he gets his, his claws into them but those three saves by a legend, it really gave us a bit of hope and we went on to get that second goal it's just the fact that we couldn't see that half out had we gone in at 2-0 up at half time I think we'll be talking about a victory
5: here. I really do. It really depends on what Mansfield turns up. So we think back to earlier the season. Was it 2-0 against Leighton Orient? Yeah. We threw it away.
0: Yeah.
5: But then you think back to opening day and we were 2-0 down at half-time and brought it back. It's such a top... And uh,
3: at Forest Green, 2-0 as well.
5: Oh, yeah, another one. It's just such a topsy-turvy season. And and you can say, well, we've not had many good moments from it so far, but when we're shipping the amount of goals that we have been doing, your blame always lies at your defence and your goalkeeper, and at the minute, when you do need someone to stand up and be counted, it just seems that only one half of the side are doing it, and that's probably the goalkeeper and the striker's.
3: Very interesting the comments allegednick made uh, after the game we 're going to hear uh, snippets of that in just a moment 's time, but it was talking about uh, the inexperience in the side. Obviously, we do uh, really well we, well let 's start by throwing it away we We give away that cheap goal 2 uh, one flat footed, thinking that we were all, the half time was done, the whistle had been blown, switching off, you know being lead footed in some respects. Then allow Forest Green to get back into the game at 2-2, which they were inevitably going to do again for another set piece. Then we lose. You know, we, we go into a losing position as Forest Green get a, a goal from outside the box, excuse me, to make it 3-2. And then we manage to get that goal back. 3-3 may not great, but then a little bit of inexperience, maybe getting sucked in by the crowd a little bit to try and push and get that, win- that winning goal. lesson spoke, spoke about that inexperience, is inexperience in our ranks, and the fact that we've got very, very little ammunition in, in backup and in reserve, is that playing a, a massive part in uh, how we're getting unpicked so easily at the minute? Yes and no because we've got experience
5: on the bench we just don't use it which is what's more frustrating to me than anything else because I'm not not, I was saying this in the group chat I'm not saying don't give youth a chance in bringing Alistair Smith on but when you've got someone like Otis Khan you're 2-1 up at half time you still need to be pushing on for another goal we still need to have that creativity uh, creativity, that attacking flair and it just seems that bringing Smith on it was like right we're 2-1 up it's, we've got 40-whatever 40, 40 minutes left. We're shutting up shop.
3: Didn't Smith come on earlier than that for Tomlinson injured? I can't uh, remember. So yes, yeah, I'm sure he came on at one nil up. Tomlinson went off early. But I get, I get what you're saying. We'll talk about Smith a little bit more in a minute because I think there's a, a very good lesson to be learned about box ticking and match experience and looking after those younger players. Where have, first. We, where have we seen this before? Absolutely. Uh, first, though, uh, let's uh, hear from uh, the man we mentioned before. Let's hear from the Stags goalkeeper, Bobby Lesnik, as he reflected on that 4-3 defeat at home to Forest Green. He was speaking after the game to I Follow Stags.
2: I think Cromwell's a bit harsh, but I, I think you're right. We, we did really well. And then we've sort of had a mad 10-15 minutes, you know, the five minutes just before half-time and then the 10 minutes afterwards. But... This season it almost felt like we were better playing on the, on the back foot which obviously we've shown against you know teams like Port Vale coming back last minute and obviously we, we thought we'd done it again today. In a really weird way it's nice to sometimes hit rock bottom because there's nowhere else to go, you can only then go up. I think this season it, it, it feels like it, you know, certainly the dressing room has felt like it, we've, we've just had a good long chat about stuff and you know just to concede at the death like that it's never nice and then especially the way the game's gone you know if you if, if you concede you know being 3-0 down whatever then it then it's slightly different but you know to concede like that to, to sort of lose the game as it has I, I think you know it's 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 horrible to say that but I think you know it's, it's probably the best thing that could have happened in a, in a really weird way we've been doing this for the last few weeks you know not necessarily soul searching but we've been you know talking with the manager amongst ourselves just trying to get everything right you know all the lads that they're, they're honest lads they're great lads and you know, we, we've obviously had success here, and that's probably what's most frustrating. You know, over the last few seasons, we've had really good success, and you know, the core of the squad is still the same, and yet we're not really—it's not really happening for us, and that's really what's frustrating at the moment. You know, we've obviously got to tighten up. I mean, that—that's—that's that's the obvious one. You know, you've, you've, we've, con- we've conceded quite a few goals recently, and it's frustrating from from a personal standpoint because you you want to be keeping clean sheets because that's that's as a goalkeeper you get judged on as and the defenders. So it's it is frustrating, but. With the period we've had over the last, you know, couple of weeks, three weeks, over the Christmas period, over five, six games, we've not really had time to train. So I think now, with the game being Saturday, 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 we we will put things right. You know, it's it's a new manager. He's obviously trying to implement his things, and and it takes time. You know, with the way things have been going, they've not really been going well under under the previous manager. Now the new manager's taken over, and and you know, we we just need to put it right. He's probably come in at a time where there was just loads of games where we've not really had time to to work on anything because you're just preparing for the next game. Whereas obviously having a Monday to Friday week, you've got three or four days to actually get things right
3: Stag's keeper Bobby Elejnik speaking to I follow Stag's after that 4-3 defeat at home to Forest Green Rovers uh, on Saturday uh, a few interesting comments that he made in there obviously talking again about the amount of game times they had when Coughlin first came in over that uh, busy Christmas period uh, a lot of talk about fitness and, and things like that but uh, the interesting thing for me was the, the inexperienced side of things and, and, and the way he, uh, he spoke about that but also, saying that it felt like Stags had hit rock bottom, and that's the words which they were saying uh, in the dressing room. Is that what it feels at the moment? Because, obviously, in terms of technically, in the table, we haven't hit rock bottom. There is still uh, somewhere we can drop. But if the players are starting to feel like they've hit rock bottom now, surely the only, way, the only thing to do is to galvanise themselves. And, to, and to, uh, to, obviously... You know, pick uh, pick themselves back up by the way that acting was woeful <laughs>
5: um, it is interesting but I suppose it's the thing of if the players think they've hit rock bottom they've now got to go out and prove to themselves why they're at the club why they're still playing for a contract because you think I don't know how many are out of contract there's got to be some players out of contract in the summer some players I'd imagine are on the manager's radar to get rid of now yeah. So I think going back to the whole, the Pierce and the Mellis thing, I think it literally comes back to mind games and actually trying to get into the players' heads, trying, not playing negative mind games, but like, right like you need to wake up, nobody's irreplaceable, go out and play, go out and prove why you're still here.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting concept at the minute, especially with, with those two in there. But I, I like the fact that, you know, the players are coming out and making those statements, like they feel like they've hit rock bottom because... Mm-hmm if they're feeling that that if they're, if they're admitting that and being open and honest about that then that's only going to you know reinvigorate us and, and hopefully go into that plymouth game with a bit more zest it's a, it's a very difficult um, place to go i said in the intro about it being you know the stakes having a long way to go in more ways than one obviously longest away trip of the season four and a half hours there four and a half hours back oh, some boy. of us, us some of us are mad enough to to do that in one day um a lot of people will be uh, staying over and things like that as well. But uh, I know the team are—they're going to be travelling down tomorrow. Great opportunity for them to bond and come together after a statement like that as well. But if we saw an improvement, because let's be honest, we did see an improvement after a week on the training ground. Yeah. We've seen where the naivety is. We've seen where things need to improve. What do Mansfield need to do to try and take that to Plymouth? It's a tough place to go. Big pitch. Big crowd, noisy crowd. There won't be many Mansfield fans there. It will literally be the diehard and the mentally insane. I think I know which uh, category I fall into: the latter. Um, but that's a perfect chance to go and do that, perhaps without the pressure and without getting sucked in to the whole um, situation which they got sucked into on Saturday, which was you know the get up, the trying to get up as in, and go, the try, the the need and desire to try and push for for more that want for a little bit more when realistically a point actually would have been a good point yeah I think
5: it had that have been at Forest Green we'd have probably just stayed at 3-3 not tried to push for more but being at home you always want to push that little bit extra just for the fans that have actually come out and supported when you're away from home you don't have that that pressure I think it's the same as tail end of last season we performed better away than we did at home yeah I think we did for most of our season to be fair but it, it's a weird one because you, you're trying to think what what could you actually change. We've had some time on the training ground and it seems that things have took a turn for the worst again. And I know we were saying last week, or full week on the training ground, with things are going to start to look better. It just seems that everything's gone back like 10 steps.
3: I genuinely felt like things did look better for that first 45 minutes until they got their goal. I thought the way in which we played... Would- it wasn't a traditional four four two. It was more of a, a diamond in the middle and played predominantly down the left and got CJ in early. He was looking dangerous and things like that. But it, it was just that moment, as soon as we switched off and allowed them to get that goal, we went into panic mode and the players, all, you know, all automatically went into a into a four four two and started playing hoof ball. A lot of people complaining uh, when Danny Rose was taken off. I was one of them because I felt like he was one of the, the better players on the pitch. But I can see why he took Danny Rose off. I don't think he doesn't I don't think he dislikes Danny Rose or disvalues him. I think he th- had to throw Andy Cook on because we were trying the players themselves had sort of gone against the instruction and were were going direct, direction, going to launch over the top and that's their default setting at the moment. And I think Graham Cochran was just trying to do the best he could to try and, you know, make something come of that from from his end, really. It just seems that we're relying on someone
5: like Andy Cook all the time. It seems that we only seem to play when he's on the pitch, or we'd, we'd start well, disintegrate, bring him on, we'd do all right. Forest Green away, point proven. Yeah, uh, Northampton to an extent uh, at home, and we can't keep relying on individual players. I know we're trying to steady the ship and 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 stop the rot, but if we're trying something on the training ground getting something to work and it's working on the pitch we need to the management and the coaching staff need to really nail the players like Bright, stop panicking, calm down because we play some good football, we've seen it so much this season we can actually play good football, Dempster played some fantastic football in spells but we couldn't do it consistently Struggling to remember that must have been asleep. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, like you'd see it for like a couple of minutes yeah, in a game. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 if, see, uh, I'm jesting. Uh, you were could certain. see, you could see that the the there were things that they'd done on the training ground had worked yeah. and were working, and then we'd just go back to the default setting of, oh great, we're in the same situation, we're losing, panic.
3: Yeah. You know what? I've just figured what Mansfield need in the dressing room. Need one of them uh, novelty posters. You know, that you can get at the seaside. They were from your own. You, your favourite sitcom characters and things like that. You know, like these the ones of Only Fools and Horses, with like lovely Jubbly and all that yeah. and all that stuff. I can't remember the the character's name. I don't. You, you, this is going to go totally over your head, and this is going to show out. Uh, this is going to show the age gap. Dad's Army. Don't panic. You don't know what I'm on about, dear. seen Dad's Army. you know the one who says, "Don't, don't panic, don't yeah, panic, Mr. and don't panic, yeah. don't panic, don't panic no That one. I know what you mean, but I can't remember. I the think it's James. Uh, that'll come back to me. If you know it at home, let us know uh, in the comments. Uh, time now to head back into the Stags dressing room and hear from the Stags manager speaking at his midweek press conference. Let's hear uh, from the Stags boss, Graham Coughlin, as he explains the decision behind uh, telling Christian Pearce and Jacob Mellis they're free to look elsewhere and any potential other transfers, both in and out of the building.
4: At this moment in time, we have what we have. Um, we are actively working and seeking, but uh, nothing has come off yet. As you all know, and, and, and experience will tell you, the January transfer window is a is a slow one. Uh, most things happen in the last couple of uh, last couple of days, but it's um, it's it's at this moment in time it's slow. Um, a lot of players are jostling, a lot of agents are jostling, and some of the uh, some of the, the, the things that we're hearing and some of the things we're being asked for is uh, is absolutely ridiculous. And I ain't going to uh, I ain't going to go down them roads where uh, where um, we're getting held to ransom. So that's that's something I, I ain't going to do. But yes, we are actively seeking, we are actively speaking, and uh, we're fingers crossed we can get a couple in uh, if it's not this week, possibly next week. And like I said from the off, the January window is. Um, is a bit of a nightmare really to be quite honest and if it is a case that we have what we have and we have to run along with what we have to to go with well so be it we'll, we'll go with that but uh it's about um probably building it's about putting things together for uh for future um not just uh not not just short term but yeah, we are wanting a couple of fresh faces in, and as of yet, it's a slow and I'll use the word frustrating process. We haven't had any inquiries as of yet. Um, but like I said, Christian and and Jacob um, could could uh, could move on if 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 they wished, if that was their desire and they and they wanted to. Um, that does not mean, like I said to the players, and I think I said it to yourselves on Saturday. That does not mean that I've ripped up the uh, ripped up the page on on, on both Christian and Jacob. That uh, that is there for them. The ball is in their court. Should they wish to impress and train, and should they wish to uh, impose themselves and 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 get themselves up to the standards that we that we need, then uh, not a problem. And I must say, Christian has been uh, been been a tad unlucky, to be quite honest um but look they, they, the opportunity is there for them if they want to get back in the team that's that's fine um if they wanted to move on that that, that that's also uh, that's also not a, not a problem I haven't closed the book on anybody I haven't closed the door on anybody everybody has the opportunity to uh, to work their way back into the into the team um and I think that's the fairest process but I've got to give these lads it's pointless me coming to one or two players on the 28th uh, of January 29th of January and giving them a day or two to, to sort themselves out I think' of being honest open and fair with them and and just told them i've explained to them personally i've set them down explained them the way i want to go and how we want to want to look and that there gives them the opportunity uh, a two three week opportunity or two three week window in january to get themselves sorted if they don't they're still part of the group that's not a problem that's not an issue but like i say there is players in there that um there there might be movement on Uh, we can't predict we, we we can't tell the future but there might be players that that move on that are in the squad and we never thought um, at this juncture, we never thought they would move on but uh, it's, it's a strange window it's a, it's, it is a strange window as I keep saying, but uh, there's opportunity for one or two players there to A, get back in the team or B, to move on
3: Stakes boss Graham Coughlin speaking to iFollow States earlier this week you can watch his interview in full at mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow we'll hear more from him uh, as he uh, aims for a reaction heading into that game uh, at Plymouth on saturday my birthday if anyone wants to send me a present or a yeah. card 29 uh paul Whoa. in the comments uh says uh, corporal jones clive dunn don't panic cheers paul i knew it was uh uh what <laughs> that's what they need in the dressing room We're too young him yeah. no song? mate dad's arm is a classic absolute classic uh mark says let's face it the majority of this uh, squad uh, our potential out our potentially out of the club uh, come this summer obviously uh, Coughlin speaking about transfers there uh, you raised an interesting point which is very rare for you so oh, then thanks. the stage is yours so I was just thinking back to like
5: a few years ago now uh, under the, the fat man the Steve All girl, right, hey. no alright so, CG no. run CG no no stop my moment <laughs>
2: so get on with
5: y- it. you think back and we didn't have as many discipline issues the players seemed to listen they had that respect to, in the dressing room towards each other as well as the, the coaching staff and um, you'd think that it was a little bit lost when Evans left and Dave came in, it was, you always come back to oh, it wasn't his squad, blah 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 it, it rings true because it, it just we just capitulated the tail end of that season and blew automatics and then the playoffs and just point proving if you've not got the backing of the dressing room, you're not going to do anything. And then obviously Dave's come in and done a fantastic job that season. And then obviously Dempster's come in, and it just seems that it's all gone backwards again. We've got no. It's like there's no communication in the players, and the compl- complacency has slipped into our game again. Whereas like before, when under Paul Cox and Adam Murray if we were winning we would resort to hoof ball because that's what we were used to coming out of the conference not too long ago now we're more of a ball playing team and we're just letting that schoolboy antics slip into our game just like oh I'm panicking I'm just going to get rid of it it just seems to all span back to whether the players have got respect to the management and it's a really weird one and I don't I don't want to say oh it's because the players don't respect the manager because i'm sure they do but it just seems that whatever's being said in the dressing room works but only for half of a match or even less con- when you look at saturday
3: five managers for a lot of these players five managers now for the six, all...
5: six if you include jammer
3: well yeah it's yeah <laughs> uh, but no we don't no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jammer he never managed he never took charge of the game so no we don't uh, keep your comments uh, coming in and apologies if it's been a little bit quiet tonight we, uh, I'll let you into a little bit of a secret we have our microphone levels set uh set for the three of us obviously Nathan's not here uh, and Cam's really quiet it's been one of them days uh-huh. uh, apparently so um, uh, controversial comment one which I'm sure will uh, start love on eggs, everywhere. Love, love, a bit of uh, love a bit of controversy love a bit of controversy uh, Pedro says much as Danny Rose has been very good in the past, maybe it's time for him to go. Interesting comment. Mm. What do you make of that one? It's been I think with Rose, the the thing for me is that I will never want to see him go. Never. Um Make him captain. Um make him manager, make him goalkeeper, best defender we've got. Um mm. often misunderstood as a as a hoofball target man. Uh much more articulate than that. Very unlucky with injuries and, and what have you, and never for me has never really been the same since uh, the mindset thing and then that injury during last season. But um, again, is it one of those if you're looking at players who've been here for a, for a long while, he, he falls very much uh, into that list. But I'd much rather have him uh, outside the tent, inside the tent spitting out than outside the tent spitting in.
5: Yeah, I think if you look at the way that Danny plays and how it's changed a lot over the last three, four years. You look, when Danny obviously came in, he wasn't playing under under Adam Murray because we'd got... I'm trying to think who was ahead of him, under Murray. Uh, yeah,
3: uh, who, Pat Hooven? Yeah. yeah, Pat Matt Ruben, Green, yeah. Matt Green, Matt, yeah. yeah. Johan yeah,
5: Arcan. Yeah. So we didn't really get much, much of a look in, and it was always that there were three players... That you know you could hoof the ball up to because you got H- Hoban and Arcan that knew where the net was, but play up and Green could play off of them. When Evans came in, he reckon Well, when obviously Evans brought Arcan in, but towards the obviously in the end of that season, Daniel still wasn't playing. Yeah, as Matt
3: Green phased out, Danny Rose sort of came in. Yeah. Uh, and but the, of the style changed. of football yeah. changed. It was and more it suited getting it- him. Exactly. You you saw the rise of C
5: J Hamilton. Yeah don't even think about it you'd get the ball up the wing and we'd get a ball into the box Alex McDonald one wing CJ up the other or Alfie Potter or whoever would be there you'd get the ball and you'd be delivering it actually into the box or Paul Anderson getting a ball into the box for Danny to get on the end of Shaw Lane I think away is the perfect example yeah. of getting that ball in from the wing and Danny obviously scores a fantastic header and an unbelievable scissor kick and it just shows that that confidence and that that understanding of the game that you don't see in a lot of players. And when, we, when we've gone back to hoofing, it, it just doesn't... We've gone back to where Danny's Mansfield journey started and he doesn't fit that style. So I think if we... We've got the team to play along the floor. We try to play it along the floor. But when we panic, it doesn't fit half the team that we've got. Yeah, Because Preston just hoofs the ball and it goes
3: he practically was in the pond Matt Preston's doing always does one or two things He he's either tackling at knee height two footed or he's hoofing it long yeah uh,
5: Mal Benning likes to play a ball up to CJ who doesn't like to run he's reverted back to CJ when he first came in yeah we've got an Alex McDonald that seems to be running around like headless chicken better in is. the middle definitely I'd say Mac has been the most consistent player this season yeah uh, but it, it's still having the players around him to support him, and uh, Bish getting injured, uh, Mini Bish now injured as well.
3: Yeah, very sparse in that midfield, isn't it? It, it just seems that the
5: whole team's falling to pieces, and and the players that you'd see are, like pivotal in that, it just really starting to fade out. And you look at your Danny Rose, you see Hamiltons uh, and your Christian Piers. It just seems like as if you like your time's up at the club, and it just seems that. the they're not the centre of the team anymore. They're not. not they're not the. Just the, the linchpin in it, like they were last season, season before. Mm. Uh, it's worrying because they're probably your most couple of your standout players. Where you'd expect, obviously, CJ that spark of creativity. Chief being that absolutely solid, um, solid centre back doesn't let anything pass him like we saw last season. Uh, Danny being that. Poacher just being that that fox in the box, being that menace, like we've seen, and it just seems that everyone seems to have just given up.
3: Yeah, it certainly does, and uh, it's one of those, isn't it, where you know you look at the players that have been here for a long time and you you question when they're going to step up. But for me, I think that the Rose thing got a goal, uh, great goal as well uh, on uh, on Saturday, the header from uh, Alex McDonald's long throw long throw at last, it was going back to the conference days but no throw will ever be bring back big oh yeah absolutely, <laughs> just for that long throw and dominance in the air uh, but um, yeah, his game thrives very much on confidence he got a goal, that will give him confidence I just think he needs to play more regular football and play in the style we played in that first 45 minutes. Because honestly, that first 45 minutes when we got the ball down, got at the opposition, pressed high, with intensity, with purpose, that suits Danny Rose down to the ground. It's the second half, when you start getting it wide and hoofing it long, that doesn't suit him at all. Talking of him, uh, he's been speaking to the press early today, let's hear from him uh, as he's now his fifth manager, yeah, fifth manager. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Murray Evans, Flitcroft, Dempster, Cochran. Now in his fifth manager, uh, let's see how things have changed in the world of Danny Roses. He reflects on this season and his journey. Here he is, the best anagram in football, Randy Wands.
1: The gaffer's coming and he's he's noticed that straight away and he's wanting to play a high-press game, so... We're doing a lot of runs in training and I feel like uh, we're getting fitter, we're getting stronger. It's an honest group that we've got and we're, we are determined to put things right and we're hoping to do that on Saturday and give something, uh, give the fans something to shout about. First thing he said when he came in, um, that we don't look as fit as we should be and we're always playing catch-up now. We're sat, I don't know, we're at 18th in the league and we are playing catch-up so we need to get some points on the board and I feel like if we play like we did first half against Forest Green, there'll be many teams in the league that can live with us. Like I said, we've got an honest group. The lads worked hard before but um, I feel like the training's a lot more Intense, should I say. The gaffer's got his own ideas and he's putting them in. And Like I said, we've only had two full training weeks. We had a tough training uh, Christmas programme where we didn't really have much training. We had recoveries and then we're back into games. So I think as weeks go on, we'll get a lot stronger and a lot fit and I hope we'll see that on Saturday. Um, it's intense. Like I said, we've got, we were training on the Ash turf yesterday and we, had, we had some runs that we've got to get specific times for. So it's a lot more intense. There's no hiding places, but um, ultimately we've got to do that on Saturday now. And I feel, I feel like we did that first half against Forest Green, but... Unfortunately, we didn't do that for the full 90 minutes and that's why we got stung a little bit. It's going to take a few weeks. Um, fitness is not built overnight, so um, we'll, we'll train hard this week and then we'll go into Plymouth and hopefully implement a game plan for the full 90 minutes instead of doing it for 45. Like I said, if you do it for 45 against teams in this league, you will get stung and that's, that's what happened Saturday. We paid we the price a little bit. The mood's good. There was a lot of disappointment on Saturday. There were words said. Uh, I think the word was rock bottom that we reached, but... We've got to take that as a positive. There's, there's not much further we can go down now, so we've got, to, we've got to look up. Things will get better, and we're hoping to put in a, a good performance on Saturday. I'm not saying the training wasn't as tough before, but it's, it's tougher now. We're playing catch up, so it's, we're trying to squeeze in um, fitness into a small amount of space. Do you know what I mean? So it, it is tough, but we always knew it was going to be tough because we're playing catch up with the rest of the teams.
3: Stag striker Danny Rose speaking to iFollow Stags earlier this, uh, earlier today, actually, I believe. Uh, we can watch that in full right now on MansfieldTown.net forward slash iFollow. And straight after this is done, make sure you head over to uh, the club's YouTube channel where they're live streaming now. that <laughs> FA Cup uh, youth game. <laughs> Don't do it now. Yeah, Very not important. now. After we've done. We'll be done in about 10 minutes. Let's see what score is. Yeah, uh, yeah. why not? Uh, we'll keep you updated with the score. Well, that's, a, that's a promise. Uh, speaking of uh, Danny Rose... I think he could be the answer to a uh, very uh, very different problem, uh, which we've got at the minute, because that problem is, in the non-existent midfield, I mean it's been non-existent when we've had a full complement of players, but uh, Willem Tomlinson out injured again, um, Neil Bishop not quite to his best, um, all the players in there who were missing... Uh, as well, who aren't getting game times. Alistair Smith, we were sp- speaking about him. I've always rated Alistair Smith, I think he's a good player, but like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you've said it a few times on this on, on the show about uh, his development and things like that. I firmly believe his development has been massively held back by the fact he's had to tick boxes in terms of being the nominated you're right. you're like one of the Churchill dogs in the back of the car oh yes oh jeez oh no oh no No, oh no God I've going on a tangent Uh, his development's been very much halted Cam by the fact that he's been a box ticker in terms of ticking the homegrown uh, player box for essentially two seasons now that has definitely held him back whereas you know you've seen young James Clark come in uh, this season especially in the last couple of games or so and the more and more he plays the better he gets uh, fully deserving of the man of the match accolades uh, when he gets them and things like that I felt he was very unlucky not to get it on Saturday um, his development has been aided by playing regular football the more he plays the better he gets but Alistair Smith is just not getting the game time his development has is, is gone from, from up there right down to uh, to a level it, it doesn't need to be at the moment and that's a bit of a concern the fact uh, that he, he's being used to box tick uh, and that being prioritised over development oh we're used to that now aren't we
5: you saw it where someone like Liam Marsden rushed into the squad because we needed someone where is he now? are you still at AFC? I don't think so I, I don't know I don't know but uh, Jack Thomas another one eh, fair enough he's doing alright with his coaching and he, he's now at base doing quite well but it, 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 you look at where those players were like potential and ability wise when he came into the squad compared to where they are now in like their retrospective careers wherever they are and it's like you can see what's gone wrong it's, it's always that we've rushed them in we've had to and it's another one you look at oh god er uh, Conor Higginson yeah he was a striker but yeah but it's still another one that we needed something yeah. we rushed them yeah. in and they've gone <laughs>
3: yeah off the radar completely
5: yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I'm not saying don't give youth a chance. We've got to give someone a chance because we've got to.
3: That's why I fear <laughs> for Noel sometimes as well. Is he playing tonight, by the way? Have you seen the... the no the, idea. The, that'd be good if he's, he's getting a game tonight. But that's why I fear for, for those players because they are brought in. Oh, um, it's 0-0, but Burnley have a penalty. Okay. That's 1-0. It's 1-0 Burnley. 1-0 Burnley. Um, it's, it's one of those things um, where, you know, a youth player needs game time, but if you've got to tick boxes by putting players... Uh, on the bench and, and take a homegrown player I would much rather than play and not have uh, and for the first you know 10-15 games or so have that inexperienced player in, in a side because that's the only way for them to develop there's no point sitting a player on the bench just to tick a box it's the wrong way forward yep. however is he, is Norse playing by the Yeah line? he's playing. Yeah so that, it's good that he's getting those games he's getting the time with the uh, the 18s so uh, I wonder whether he'll be included in the squad. Uh, for Saturday, and I'll be very interested to see what happens there. Good to see him get game time all the same. Uh, anyway, um, I said I could solve a problem in, in midfield. Um, that problem solver, this might seem outlandish and you might think I'm crazy in my old age. Wow. Danny Rose. Right? I, I, can see uh, I can see your face. Um, no, I can see your face and I can see, I where, can you're see getting, where you're coming from. But, right? Likes to play on the floor, is physical, right? It can mix up a bit I'm not saying Sit him right deep In front of your back four I'm saying Play him in a, an, an Advanced midfield role Yeah Get him on the ball He can move the ball He can Hold play up He can bring players Into play Maybe just bring him Down a little bit And play him in a num- More of a number 10 role You know A, a centre attacking Midfield role I've got role. I two think he could I've do got job.
5: Four words for you Yeah Matt Green Adam Murray Because that's what Moose did with Greeny Well Dropped him deeper Played
3: Even the play up
5: front Arcan and Shaq caught us a lot of the time I believe you know and
3: was Evans so no yeah Maury did it yeah because I mean I can't say because I, that, that's the, the dark period of my life where I wasn't watching games, yeah Maury Maury started
5: shows. it we then didn't bring any strikers in that summer obviously Evan, Evans then came in yeah
3: it worked. Anyway, it, it worked It with it worked with Wayne Rooney.
5: It's worked with Wayne Rooney. Yeah, but it's Rooney. Yeah, but. that's the, that's, the,
3: that's the big difference, right? Wayne Rooney, Danny Rose, right? Just say different levels. I love Danny, and he's a legend. But yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it could work. I think there's method to my madness.
5: I think it could work, but then again, it's still building a team around it because we've you can't just solve it with one player you can you can't you really can't you point proven this season
3: so, we all know football manager's real right oh, yeah? no. I've tried it on football manager it works take that in whilst we are here from another football manager <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stage boss Graham Coughlin as he uh, looks for a reaction and gives his reflection uh, on the 4-3 re- defeat to Forest Green ahead of that long trip to Plymouth on Saturday
4: well, I keep asking for a clean sheet, so uh, I, I suppose that's, uh, that would be a start, um, a clean sheet and um, I got a really positive reaction on the training ground yesterday, but like I keep saying to the lads, there's no point in being a good trainer on Monday to Friday and not producing on a Saturday. But I have to say, on review, I, I, I did say to the players yesterday, was I, was I a little bit uh, a little bit harsh in my assessment straight after the game? Was my emotions raw? Because I thought that was the best 45 minutes uh, they've they've played. Some of them said this season, but I'm only uh, counting the last six games. And I thought that was the best 45, 49 minutes if you want to count the four minutes of injury time as well. So I was really, really pleased with how they went about their work on Saturday. And it's the way I'd like to take the club forward. It's the way I'd like to take the group forward. We played against one of the best footballing teams in the division in Forest Green, who passed teams off the park. Forest Green couldn't make a pass. Um, we were in their faces. We made it uncomfortable for them. We forced mistakes. We hit the post. We should have went 3-0 up. Uh, we hit the post as well to make a 4-0. Um, a goal disallowed from Nicky Maynard. So, uh, look, the first half belonged to us, but it's realistically, that should be a game that's dead and buried. We should not allow opposition back into uh, And that's the frustrating part. Um, we should then, when we get 3 all, we should have enough nous, enough leadership, enough experience to, to take our point point uh, take our medicine, take our point and, and, and get in the dressing room, lick our wounds and move on. But then we still keep going, all guns blazing and, and going forward, and we can see it. So there is vulnerability, there is a mentality, and there is a mindset that, that needs to be changed.
3: Graham Coughlin speaking <laughs> to iFollow Stags early this week. Watch it in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Now, uh, we joked earlier about using Football Manager as the way forward. I said I'd try Danny Rose in centre midfield on Football Manager. Uh, It worked. I think we should try it in real life. And here is proof uh, why we should uh, do it. Because um, we all know that the Leeds manager is a little bit outlandish in his uh, approach to uh, to football management, to say the least. Um, Spies in hedges, that sort of thing. Uh, PowerPoint presentations and full-on briefings and things like that. He has now taken to using arguably the world's best footballing game to use it in real life. Cam, have your second moment in the spotlight.
5: Yeah, um, just flicking through Twitter, looking at the football. It's now 2-0 Burnley, so uh, big big ass for them lads. But will um, be a bielsa using FM. Don't copyright strikers, please. There you um, go. But it just proves, it, in all fairness, football manager is pretty accurate. At the start of the game it is, because you think they actually send scouts out
3: yeah, yeah. the wondering. database itself is, is yeah. very accurate yeah. very very accurate indeed uh, it's just how crazy it goes and the predictions it's, it makes, yeah. uh, we, but that's what makes it absolutely a beautiful game. Uh, right, talking about predictions and things like that. Time now to turn our attention uh, to the pound prediction game uh, as we draw towards the end of the show. Obviously, uh, a Nathan's long been thing. away, so we can't get further ahead. Yes, no, no, also Nathan can't take part this week because he's not sent his prediction in before we've done the show. Yeah. So Nathan, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, you've not <laughs> popped up um, during the. Show. Obviously, it must, be, uh, it must be very stressful uh, on a Sunday. So I'm going to scribble your... Um, oh, no, I'm scribbling your box out. Hey. Uh, sorry. Uh, I've scribbled Nathan's um, box out. So if he can't make a prediction on Saturday's game, power prediction game in case you've missed it or repeat it, as always. Me, Nathan, can always try and predict the uh, result of the stags game on the, uh, the head of the nail. We have to get the result uh, right um, to get a point. Nathan is currently 3-1. Uh, in the lead he's got three games right I've got just the one uh, Cam yet to score but Cam could do so this week because he's not he's not just brought one he's brought two English towns to bring him up to date with the old today. moolah so stick it in uh, the pound prediction mug I shall fetch that uh, for you the little the bells rung there uh, I've now lost me pen as well fallen on the floor I've got it yeah. good. Uh, so come on then uh, since you're up to date with your cash give me your prediction for uh, the long trip uh, to inform Plymouth on Saturday, what are you going for?
5: Oh man, this is going to sound awful.
3: Four-one uh, 4-1 loss. Four-one 4-1 loss. I've got a horrific record at Plymouth. To be fair, four-one loss. Right, I've written it down. Lost four-one. I'm putting my pound into the pound prediction pot. I'm so
5: annoyed if this is the only week I get right.
3: Uh, well, I know. Me too. Uh, now, um, you may have picked upon me saying that it's my birthday on Saturday. Um, as we head to Plymouth, so we're going for a a two nine win towards. You can't win two nine. You can win nine two. No, but I'm not I get team. it. Well, no, don't start this debate. Don't say that to me. either I'll be afraid <laughs> of. Um, now, I usually, if this was any other weekend, would agree uh, that we don't would to, lose. i have uh, not predicted. I've, I've predicted one loss so far. Uh, That's my first loss this um, season. I think yeah, like. I think it's. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I am going to predict a win I don't think I'll, I don't think it will come true but it's my birthday and you always know on your birthday you are guaranteed to get some form of luck in some way, shape true. or form I so pass my English example on my birthday so I, see, see it works it's it works. birthday, it's birthday <laughs> logic uh, I am going to write down that we will win uh, 2-1 I'll go for the same score what I put uh, last week I think we'll win 2-1 I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet you never know your luck uh, in a raffle, deer So we will wait and see what happens with that one. Uh, that's pretty much it for, from us uh, this week. Obviously, uh, Nathan's not been with us. He will be back with us uh, next week as the Stags prepare uh, for a home game against Bradford and then a uh, trip to Oldham in midweek. That trip to Oldham will be a huge, huge game in this season. Will we see any new faces through the door? Will, will any old faces? Uh, be going the other way. We shall wait and see. As always, if you've listened to the audio version of this, come and join us in the live feed every Thursday at 6 30 on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. If you're watching on the live feed, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for commenting. Do have a safe journey uh, to Plymouth if you are making the trip. If you're staying overnight, enjoy I'm your not weekend. Mad enough. Um, I think it will be very much. Uh, for the Mad, uh, the Insane and the Die Hard. We all fall into that category. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Hopefully the stakes will turn things on the head and get me a birthday win. Join us at the same time next week for some belated birthday cake and a belated birthday party as we welcome back Nathan uh, to the show. As always, catch up with all things Mansfield Town on our website at mcfcmatters.co.uk. Follow us on the socials. Just search for at MCFC matters on Facebook and on Twitter. Graham Coughlin wanted a full week on the training ground. He got it last week, and for 45 minutes, it worked. Let's hope that with two weeks on the training ground, we can do it not just for 45, but for 90, and make it a very happy birthday indeed. Cards and cash, very much welcome. You don't need presents, just give me cash. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. As always, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. See you later people. Safe from for me. and good luck to the YouTube. You're currently 3-0 down at home 3 0 down at home to Stringer. Burnley in the FA Cup but stranger things are happening. See you next time.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.